If you design something that is kind of just cool and smooth and it goes through without a fuss, without any friction or, or any of that kind of negative energy or positive energy, it actually means that you've done nothing. Welcome to another episode of The Brand Buffs, brought to you by Frontify, and recorded pretty much between the bridges of the noisiest parts of downtown New York. Jen Harvey, and today we're joined by Campbell Butler, the creative director from Design Studio in London. Hi, Campbell. Thanks for joining us. Tell us a little bit about yourself and what you do. Hello, I'm Campbell. So yeah, I'm, as um, Jennifer said, I'm creative director at Design Studio. So I've been with Design Studio for about three years now, um, doing all kinds of um, rebrandings, new brands, creating new products and services loads of different projects um, that stretch from kind of little startup companies to kind of massive corporations. Um, so I've got a kind of a, a, a pretty broad range of experience in, in different topics. Before that, I was um, at um, I was at Wolf Hollands and I was with those guys for seven years working on some kind of large, strategic, um, thorny, challenging um, corporate challenges and things like um, doing rebrands for kind of major telcos and stuff like that. So also got um, some experience on the kind of uh, on the doing a bigger design, a bigger branding challenge as well. And then before that, I've also worked with lots of bespoke um, design led agencies um, as a freelancer when I moved from Australia into into um, London many years ago now and so yeah kind of had a bit of a kind of a a different journey from most but um, I think that's where I am today. Yeah that's some great experience huge names in there obviously and of course design studio huge so thank you so much for joining us we're we're happy to have your expertise uh, with us today. Um, Something that we ask all of our guests um, brand is a big topic. It's very wide. You know, what does it mean to you? How do you describe it? How do you talk about it? So I think the best way to describe it, um, that I've heard it said by others, um, there's a few people that kind of, um, have taken this quote, if you look it up on the internet, but I think brand is really those things that people think of, um, when you're not there right? They're those things that stick in people's heads. So when you say Nike, you know, it's all of that imagery, it's those thoughts, it's those sounds, it's everything that kind of, it makes you think um, around it. So that's really what a brand is. I think um, that's what, well, that's what brand means to me. Um, right. I love that explanation. I think it, it paints a really good picture. Uh, how would you talk about brand design then? in comparison to brand? Well, I think brand design is is multifaceted, is what I would say. Because a brand is actually about an entire business and how a business presents itself to the world, that means that you have to really think about um, lots of different factors. 
You have to think around the internal audiences. You have to think around the external audiences, those customers or people, the different communities that you, that, that brand needs to connect with. Um, you need to think around the design elements, the look and feel. Um, you need to think around the tone of voice, the copy, how you communicate to um, those different audiences, both internally and externally. So that's why um, a brand design program or a, a brand design piece of work, you know, is often it often takes a while to do it, um, and we have to look at lots of different aspects of the company and also the context of, of where that company is, what their competition is, and what's going on um, in the world. Right, yeah, I mean, it's definitely uh, a lot more, I mean, a lot more than, than just design, right? It's super contextual. There's a lot, of, a lot of things going on to take into consideration. So I'm a huge fan of brand design, so this is uh, me geeking out a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, I think it's, I think it's really interesting. Uh, a lot of psychology I think goes on in there too. Um, and speaking of which, you know, so getting more into brand design, what do you think are some of the essentials? You know, what are the, what are the things that you actually have to hit as a brand designer? Yeah, I think there's, um, you know, to put it really, um, I would say simplistically, um, but in a nice kind of neat way, I'd say there's three kinds of things that I talk about. There's um, the spirit or the story that you've got to get right. What's that kind of exciting, singular feeling that you want people to have? You know, you've got to make sure that's really, really crystal clear um, internally before that goes externally. There's the symbol. Um, which is, you know, that might be the logo, but that could be any time, kinds of symbols that you use. Those things that are, are the things that stick in people's heads, um, you know, the Nike symbol, the Apple symbol. Um, you could even say, you know, way back before that, the cross, the crescent, these religious yeah. icons, these things have an, have an incredibly powerful role to play in branding. And then the last one uh, I would say is the system. You know, what are all the ways that all of this stuff is going to come together? How are we going to combine all of the graphic elements, the colours, the typography, the tone of voice, the visual elements, the interactive elements, the grid systems? How do we bring all of these things together so that a company can communicate effectively, um, simply and consistently, no matter um, where they are in the world? So I think it's those three things, the spirit, the symbol and the system. Makes sense. Very important to have. Um, okay, so so going in a bit further, um, you know, I think it's easy enough to say, you know, you want to have the spirit and the symbol and the system, but, you know, I think there's a lot of challenges. Um, you know, it's not always that simple. I think, you know, what are the, what are some of the challenges that you're seeing, you know, kind of historically and, and right now? Yeah, there's always... There's always multiple. Um, there's always multiple challenges when when working on a um, on a brand program. Now, I think the biggest one, uh, particularly when you start dealing with larger larger companies, is actually internally. It's actually internal challenges within that organisation. How do we actually get all of these individuals to collectively agree? 
<laughs> on a spirit, on a vibe, on a strategy that's going to then roll out through everything that they do. Right. You always have those rebels internally, right, that you got to convince. Yeah, exactly. Um, or, or you hold on to those rebels and you go, that person is the only one here who's like really exciting. Let's all follow yeah. that guy because he's the one that is kind of saying all the necessary stuff. Um, yeah. So it's about... Um, uh, so a huge part of, it, of it is actually around um, internal alignment and trying to kind of get everyone to agree on a on a simple set of principles that they can then follow in the following in the following phases. Mm-hmm. So there's a lot of challenges that come up with that, um, mm-hmm. and I think the best way to do it and the best way that we solve it anyway um, at Design Studio is through a process of understanding. Um, it's through a process of immersing ourselves in that client, in that company's world. So we go there, we fly there, no matter wherever they are in the world, or if it's like now we're on the internet, we kind of go there virtually. We talk to lots of people within their company. We speak to their customers. Um, we use their products and services. We get a download from them about all of their analysis and insights and all of those do that different stuff. We do workshops with them where we kind of get lots of different people to imagine what that amazing future could be for the company. And then we work very, very closely. I think this is crucial um, with the senior leaderships team. So the yeah. founders, the CEOs, the CMOs, all the C, all the C names. Uh, we work super closely with those people to really help them articulate the vision that they want to have. Um, for the company moving forwards. Right. And then we help bring everyone on board. Right. I think it can be kind of a, you know, obviously crucial to bring in C-level and and really make them a, a huge part of this brand thing. I think, you know, sometimes with the company, you can have a brand manager or some, a small team for a brand and it needs to be so much bigger than that. And you need to have that buy-in because in the end, it's actually a huge, a huge part of the company. Um, I, I, I mean, I completely agree with that. Yeah. I think whenever we're doing a, um, a rebrand, it's one of the things that we're, it's one of the mandatories that we have um, from the start. We actually say we need complete and frequent access to all of the senior leaders in the business. And if you don't have access to those senior leaders in the business, it will fail. I guarantee you it will fail. Um, or it will just massively extend your timeline. There'll be a barrier, there'll be a block, and you'll have to spend another potentially six months rolling out the program because they'll say because they'll create resistance, because they haven't been brought in, they haven't been taken on the journey, and it's not their vision. So I mean, like, I, you know. yeah, you're you're the agency side of it. I've seen the client side of that. <laughs> I think it's probably uh, sounding familiar to a lot of people listening right now. Uh, unfortunately, is just a quick side question. So, I mean, your agency side, you work with huge companies all over the world. Do you see it's like yeah. the bigger organizations that it's harder to kind of get them aligned on the vision, or do you see like certain certain types of companies are easier or more agile? 
I think that the bigger the company, the more people there are in that company, the longer it takes. And it's quite, I think it's pretty simple because there's just more people to speak to, more people to get involved, more complexities to understand, um, less access to those senior leaders to make those decisions. Um, right. And so um, inevitably it, t it does take longer. The larger the organisation, the longer the programme generally has to run because it always is all around getting everyone excited getting everyone aligned and behind this fantastic big idea that we then roll out. So, you know, if you have a huge organisation, like I've worked in the past with companies with 275,000 employees, that piece of work um, started before I joined the company and it yeah. was still going when I left. I so, bet. Um, enormous. It takes a really long time. Great. Well, I think, you know, switching gears a little bit more back over to kind of like brand design and kind of, you know, the strategy behind it. Um, there's so many things to think about when you're working on kind of the design strategy, especially for these massive projects. Um, and I know, you know, sometimes design can be a bit you know, maybe brought in a little bit later in the conversation. Um, I, I know at least in, in client side companies, right? Um, you know, what are you thinking about kind of, you know, where design's role is in general when it comes to, you know, company strategy, marketing strategy, where do you think actually design fits in? Yeah, that's, I mean, that's a fantastic, that's a fantastic question, quite a big question. But what I think, um, what I think is design, plays a huge role in um, in helping a company to appear the right way, to say the right things, to kind of create stuff that looks beautiful, amazing, useful. Um, so design plays an incredibly important role with product development, with digital design, with um, entertainment uh, creation. Right. Uh, with marketing, um, it, it, it plays a, a pivotal and crucial role. Um, but it can also um, do the opposite. <laughs> so does a, a poor design or a weak design, badly implemented, badly executed, or right. worse than that, designs that go out different every time or tonally are different, can right. actually be incredibly disruptive and counterproductive to an overall brand impression or overall feeling from a consumer perspective. And you know it yourself when you get a letter from an energy company that feels like a lawyer's written it and it feels really scary compared to the initial conversation that you're having when you're um, trying to purchase one of their products and services on the website. It looks really slick, looks really cool. Now I've got the other end, it's really horrible. It's uh, really awkward, it's badly worded. Yeah. So it's really important to create a really holistic and powerful design identity. Now, I think lots of lots of companies um, don't get it. Yeah. They don't understand it. They think, oh, it's just the pretty bit, it's just the pictures, it's just that. Yeah. Um, and a big part of um, our role, my role um, as creative director, is to help those business leaders really understand the power of having a singular 
positive message that sits at the heart of your business that then rolls out as a visual execution everywhere consistently, <laughs> repetitively, um, flexibly, uh, and in the right way um, according to the, the customer and the community that, you're, that those businesses are trying to connect with. And I think that's a big shift that a lot of um, business leaders that I've worked closely and personally with I've seen them. I've seen them transform <laughs> over yeah. the years. I've seen them actually change and go, "Oh, this does make sense." <laughs> They're not trying to trick me. They actually want to help me make a better brand. I'm going to be able to connect to my customers more, and financially, we're going to be have a huge benefit um, if we do this all really consistently and well over time. Right. I can and imagine. So I mean, it, the, the sooner you guys are included in those conversations, I mean, how much back and forth could be avoided if you were just brought in a little bit earlier? So, yeah, I'm, I think you can always work with companies no matter when you're brought in yeah. um, to, to the mix. But it's much, 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 much harder if you've been brought in late. Um, and often it might require some very tough conversations where you actually, and you might even have to rework stuff where you go, do you know what? Your current positioning and strategy doesn't resonate with the community that you're trying to connect with. <laughs> right. Awkward. You know. <laughs> Got to so say. You, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So you have to have those awkward conversations um, if you're brought in late. Um and sometimes you have to put up with it and just carry on and design stuff anyway. You can still make a difference. You can still do some really amazing work, um, but it won't have the same power as, uh, as if you're brought in earlier, that you help with that initial constructive conversation and you roll out. Yeah. I have seen too, I mean, in some small cases where people actually think in design first, right? I guess that would be more <laughs> ideal for you, but you know, you have a design first and then making sure the strategy is, is also there. But I guess that's something easier for you to work with. I am. Um, yeah. I think that that works too. That can work. So sometimes I think when you're designing stuff and like, even if you, you know, if you're within an internal organization and you've just got someone who's really savvy at design and, mm -hmm. And they just kind of instinctively do it. Yeah. Right. They might, they might get close. They might do it right. But maybe they don't have all the words and the tools and the understanding to help the rest of the organization see that vision and get behind it. Right. Um, and that's why you've kind of um, so even if you do the right design, yeah. Often it gets rejected by its own by the own company because it hasn't gone through the necessary steps to yeah. bring all the internal employees on board to say, hey, do you know what? This is the right one to use. Yeah. You know what I would love doing actually kind of on that same uh, token is when, you know, brand design would make something for me, actually getting them to put in that placeholder copy to see, you know, what does the whole picture look like? Getting that design first, like copy that goes along with it, I think is super helpful. And you know, I try to push that forward as much as possible if uh, if it makes sense. But yeah, yeah, you, um, you oh, definitely, sorry. definitely that the fusion between like uh, between copy and design. I don't, yeah, I don't, 
I I would try to never like have a separate discipline in a weird way. I'm like, what are we trying to communicate with this design? Now we need to make sure that the words and the imagery and the and the vibe is right. Now it might be that you don't have any words here and the vibes is fine. Yeah. Or it might be that it's just words or it might be a combination of both. But it's about understanding what the audience wants and then designing a solution the right way. Right. So when it comes to, I mean, there's other people listening definitely right now that are designers that aren't brought in early enough on a strategic level. You know, they want to be involved. You know, it makes sense for them to be involved earlier. What's your advice for them to, you know, try to get a seat at the table earlier, kind of deal with a climate like that? You have to be um, quite tough, I think, at the start. You've actually got to, you've got to first let the client know. You've got to say, hi, is your boss involved in this or is his boss involved in that? Is the CEO involved? Is the founder involved? Those questions mm-hmm. have to be the first questions that you ask or, or, or close to the first questions. Obviously, you've got hello and cool this is fantastic but then (laughs) after that there needs to be are all the senior leaders involved in this project because it's going to have a profound impact on the business performance of the next two or three years right I think they might want to be involved um do they know what's happening and if the answer of the client is no there's a pretty good chance that your work will only ever live in a tiny pocket of the business if it succeeds at all. Yeah. And I guess also that works from a client side as well, right? Like if you know there's a project coming and it's going to have a huge impact, you know, whether it's a, you know, important website page or, you know, whatever it is, um, just making sure you're involved um, from an early stage on those big, those big projects. <laughs> oh, absolutely. From a, yeah, from the client point of view, yeah, if they're ever designing something like a website <laughs> or 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 a major touch point, yeah. like, uh, I don't know, uh, just thinking from experience, like a, like a truck visual that's going to travel around, right. you can be absolutely guaranteed that the CEO or the boss will, will have something to say about that. Um, at some point so I probably I would say don't don't fool yourself in thinking that they're not going to want to be involved they will want to be involved because they'll they'll know that the website is such an important touch point for millions of users yeah um, they're going to they're going to be involved so you might as well get them involved early ask them hey how do you think we should tackle this problem yeah yeah definitely um okay so say you have this the CEO and the C-level team is all involved. You have a new, you know, brand launching. Um, you know, I know you've you've worked with all kinds of companies on all kinds of rebranding and and uh, you know launching maybe like some sub brands. Um, I mean, that's a lot of pressure. Everyone's watching you. You know what happens? I'm sure some of them, you know, don't go as planned. How do you kind of manage? you know, when it's time to actually launch? Yeah, so, um, yeah, I've, I've had, I've been very fortunate and had the opportunity to kind of launch many different brands out there in the world. Um, and I love doing that. You know, it's part of the reason I do the job is kind of those moments where, you know, you've got everyone in line, aligned and engaged internally. You've created this amazing design that 
really authentically re um, represents that spirit and then you're going to launch it out into the world. Um, and at that moment, I always, I mean, in fact, I talked to the clients earlier about this. I talked to people earlier. I say, mm -hmm. be prepared for a negative reaction. Yeah. There will be a negative reaction because haters on the internet are going to hate. Yeah. Yeah. It never goes well. Because there's always individuals out there that are looking to attack something. Right. Also, if you've done anything that's actually new or interesting or exciting or fresh, you're guaranteed to get hate yeah. or anger or, whoa, that looks ugly. <laughs> and that's because it's different. That's because it's different. Humans are psychologically um, wired to kind of follow the same path. And if you suddenly create something different that's out of kilter, that is unusual within that category or that space, you do create an initial negative reaction. Yeah. But the thing that you've got to be aware of and the thing you've got to remember is that initial reaction only lasts for a very short period of time. Then they get used to it and they go, oh, actually, it's not too bad. Yeah. <laughs> and then a week later they go, do you know what, I actually really like that. And then then a month later they go, oh, I now know why they designed it like that. It's actually <laughs> ten times better than when it was before and I can't imagine going back to, to what it was before. I'm laughing because that is so that is so accurate how you just described it. I mean, it's that's just so funny. I, I totally agree that that's, you know, 99% of – people's progression and acceptance but there's always that kind of you know especially a core group that doesn't want change and they're vocal about it so yeah I think and I think the uh, the flip side is also true if you design something that is kind of just cool and smooth and it goes through without a fuss without any friction or yeah or any of that kind of negative energy or positive energy, it actually means that you've done nothing. No one's looking at your brand. Hmm. You've not engaged with anybody. They've just said, it's okay, it's fine, it's good, it looks nice, and they've moved on. No one remembered it. No one talked about it. And so you've actually not done your job. So if it goes through and it's really smooth and everyone was high-fiving, Actually, it's very likely that no one saw it. It's very likely that no one cared. So it's really actually important to create some level of friction, some level of buzz, some level of shock when you do a new design because people remember it. Yeah. And eventually they love it. And, I mean, you go through this whole process, right, of, of brand strategy and design to make a positive impression, right, not just kind of fly under the radar. So that's a really good point. Yeah. Um, I know we're running low on time, so I just have one more, one more kind of final thought for you. Um, you know, things are obviously different, changing, brands are launching, rebranding. Um, when it comes to brand design, you know, what trends are you seeing? What do you think is kind of going to go away? What do you think is, is the future in brand design? Wow. I think... What's happening 
right now is I think what I can see out there is there's a lot of um, people who are very quickly jumping onto the, the trend bandwagon. So they see a new design coming out, they see a new vibe, and they just try and replicate that vibe really quickly. Um, and the trends seem to be um, lasting only about six months and then it moves on to something different. Um, so those trends aren't lasting. So what you've got to do is you've really got to make sure that you're not designing for the short-term period because mm -hmm. if you are designing for that short-term period, it's very likely that it's your, your design is going to feel dated after, yeah. after even six months. So it's really important that you're not obsessing too much or focusing too much on what's existing and what's out there right now. You actually have to look at what's right for this company and now I need to design something that's going to last for five years, um, that's going to last much longer than um, this kind of temporary, trendy fashion window. Right. And, and, and so... What I can see in the longer term window, and I, and I kind of um, encourage everyone to kind of start designing in this, and I think a lot of people already are, is obviously the brand is living more and more in a digital space, in a digital environment. Mm -hmm. So that actually gives you a lot more flexibility and fun. Um, all of your elements need to be designed for screen. They need to um, interact. They need to move. Yeah. Ideally, they can even take that next level and be truly responsive or adaptive or change or modify or increase the flexibility or the fun um, of, of that design that you're creating. Um, and the other thing that I can see, and it's, a, it's an ongoing work and we've been, we've been working on it for years now already, but is around creating a really holistic identity, something that all the parts of the identity work and are distinctive and, and can carry some meaning um, to, yeah. those, to those customers, to those people. So whether that's a piece of type that I look at in a text message or it is um, or it's, it's a colour or it's an element or it's a 3D animation or an illustration or it's uh, the logo itself, all of those things feel like they come from this brand and they feel like they come from that spirit that I talked about at the start that we're trying to create. Um, and I think that's what we call uh, a design studio. We talk around a meaningful difference. We want to make a meaningful difference with the brands that we, that we uh, work with. That's about kind of getting that vibe right, make sure they're kind of, they're in the right space, they're positioning themselves differently from everyone else out there, and then you design all of the toolkit to support it. Um, and that's an ongoing long-term journey. It's not right. about trying to be relevant and flashy and trendy in a six-month period. Right, yeah, I mean, yeah, there's a lot to think about and building that, that long-term brand, especially from a design level, is uh, no easy feat, so. Um, I really appreciate you coming by. Thank you so much for, I mean, we packed a lot in there. It was uh, really good to chat with you. Uh, do you have any final, final thoughts, final words for us? No, I'm happy. Thank you so much for reaching out. I'm always happy to talk around brand design or any of these topics. Oh, good. Some we'll see that next week then. <laughs> ah, yeah, tell me more. <laughs> <laughs> Cool. Well, thanks so much again, guys. Uh, Campbell from Design Studio. Thank you again for coming. 
If you liked this episode, don't forget to subscribe to this podcast in your favorite podcast app or visit frontify.com forward slash podcasts.